like, like people say shit. he's hot, his heart stopped. But I think that motherfucker was scared as hell. He just fainted. <laughs> hey, it's a tough walk. I ain't gonna lie, Fuck. it's a tough walk. Because if, if, if he really did have a heart condition, you why you fight? Yeah, yeah. Like for real, for real. So that's why I think it's capped. I don't think the USC would allow him to fight because he's like, yeah, my heart just stopped. I'm like, so you just died walking out. I, like, I was wild back in the day, bro. I should not have been working security. I was the worst one. I was the worst one. I was, I was instant. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm starting fighting. Oh, you said something about your mama. So what you got into so far? Shit, nothing, man. I've been with the family, bro. So your family's from here? Yeah, nah, nah. Well, so actually, yeah. So I used to come out to Texas every summer when I was little. Oh, okay. So my granny stayed in San Antonio. So she, uh, for the first time, met my son, you know, so so my son got to meet her, great granny, you know what I'm saying, for the first time in person. So that was well needed. I ain't seen Damn, great, 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 great. So this is great granny. Wow. So it's my granny, so it's his great granny. Oh, wow. You know wow. Yeah, yeah, so so we needed that, you know. Uh, we started right now? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We well, on right now? Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, we live, you hear me, on, on the game. But no, uh, <laughs> no, nah, nah, but for real, uh, so coming down here, man, it was well needed because my family, I ain't seen them in a minute, bro. Yeah. So having just focus on the career, y'all know how it is, you know. Mm -hmm. We devote our whole life to this sport, you know, yeah. no matter whether it's jiu-jitsu, wrestling, or a fight, you got to devote yourself in order to be the best. So I lost a lot of time with just connecting with the family. So now that I got time to just to chill real quick, I gotta devote that time. That's yeah. good. And you you just came off a win, right? You yeah, just came, just came off, a, off win. a win of uh, Andre Fialo. Nice. Good fighter, you know, uh, uh, a banger with himself. You know, I think he got five fights within his like first year being signed with the UFC. First wow. year, first year. Holy he, he shit, he's cranking, you know cranking yeah, he it cranking up. Him. I mean, that's how it's supposed to be. You know? Yeah, yeah. But when you when you do that though, you know, you run the probability of losing more. You know, yeah. so that's why you see a lot of guys they pick and choose. You know what I'm saying? Like who they fighting and you don't see them for a while because they trying to find the right matchups, you know? So if you want to play the business route, that's the best way to go about it. But I feel like if you want to be a fan favorite, you got to get out there, you know? So even myself, I didn't had 10 fights within under three years. Oh, wow. You know? wow. Okay, so, okay. So, so, you know, it's about activity. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be active. I feel like minimum you have to get at least three. At least three. Three a year. You know three a year. I, That's I'm minimum. I'm like four. You yeah, know? exactly. But, you know, everybody ain't blessed like that, you know. And, you know, it's a lot of injuries that come In with this. In the sport, this. yep. Man, so many injuries that come with this. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. once you able to create a schedule for yourself, then you can figure out, you know, how many fights you want to place in. Mm. But for me, if you type of fighter, and there's a lot of them out there. Once a year, come on, bro. Like, yeah, you yeah, you can't. Yeah, so it is what, what it is. How long is your ideal camp? For me, ideal camp like three months, but so twelve weeks. I don't, 12 need, weeks. I don't need that though. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. but that's ideal though, right? Mm -hmm. For me, like so, this last fight camp was like six weeks. Mm -hmm. So that's when they called. So I had wow. six weeks, to, but I was already getting ready though. Mm -hmm. So that was plenty enough time. But you stay in shape like year round. I gotta stay in shape. Yeah, but being in shape and fight shape, two different things. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about jujitsu, you know. Uh, but for fighting, like it's one thing to be able to do a couple rounds, but you got to be able to be so conditioned where you able to, you know, amplify, you know, that conditioning and be able to stay at a high input the mm -hmm. whole time. Mm -hmm. So I'm not there right now, right? Mm -hmm. I'm in good shape, but I'm not at the type of shape where fight I'll be shape, ready to fight have shape, that fight shape, right? I'll probably still beat a couple more, like you know. But course, at the end of, of the day, though, if if I can't fight the best at that level. Then I don't want to be. You're saying ideal. You're saying ideal. Yeah, Ideally, yeah. Ideally, I want to be in fight shape at all times. So right now, it's preparation all the time. Mm. So if I'm not in fight shape now, oh, I ain't even taking a fight. Interesting. Because I want to. I want to. I want to treat everybody like they're a world champion, just in case. Of course, of course. But quick, um, let's just start because we just started, uh, you know, uh, rolling. So, guys, watching Simple Man podcast, BJJ Damien, uh, Nikki Rod. <clears throat> we got a, a yeah. awesome guest here. 
Joaquin Newmaster Buckley. Y'all know the vibes. Yeah, uh, one of the most viral KOs that's spinning. That uh, uh, you would you throw a roundhouse kick? He caught it. Was yeah, it a round yeah, 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 yeah. Roundhouse kick. He caught he, it. He caught the leg. He did a good. Actually, it was the right defense that he did, but he just held it a little too long. And uh, I just used that exposure. I turned turned my back, you know, and he thought he had me. And I just propelled my foot, and you seen yeah, yeah. The most viral knockout of all time. Yeah, you know, that was yeah. that's actually uh, how I, how I came across you. Actually, okay, was uh, was that I was like, holy shit! Now you don't practice that, you know, you can't you practice that kick. Yeah, or, yeah. Or so you so you practice it, but you can't really like throw stuff like that. In training, in, in training, that's the thing. You can't just be doing your buddies like that. Yeah, you know? that's the thing, right? So it's like <laughs> making them go viral in the gym. You can't do that. Uh, but so, but I did practice that move, though. I did practice that move, and I got that move initially from this dude named Raymond Dames. Of course, so you, of course. Yeah, yeah. so he Good. kickboxer, karate guy, karate, oh, karate. No, actually, uh, taekwondo. I'm sorry. Is it taekwondo? So, yeah, taekwondo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He uh -oh. cold, cold. Yeah, him, yeah. You know? uh, so watching him uh, perform that, and I believe Glory, he, he, he. When he kicked it, he didn't throw a roundhouse. He set up like a side kick, right? And he used that side kick to pretty much bounce on dude's hip. He touched mm -hmm. the hip, and then he bounced off dude's hip, and then turned and flung. And I was like, oh, that's cold. So I, I worked that same move off the back, and I constantly do it. And the reason why I enjoyed it so much is because I felt so powerful. Like, wow. the way I, I impact the, uh, the bag, I was like, bro, there's no other shot that I could do like that. No hook, no cross, you know what I mean? Not even just my regular side <laughs> kick could give me that type of power, you know, unless I actually flung my body in, in the air. Hit that rotation. And, and I hit that rotation, man. Like, I was fucking like a shotgun wow. to the bag, you know, and it straight bent it in half. So I just always felt good hitting it. So I would constantly work that move since I... How old was I when I when I first started? I think like 23. So since 23, you know what I mean, up until that moment when I had hit that kick on Ampa, I've been hitting that move for like three years constantly just on the bag. And how old are you now? Uh, I'm 29. 29, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so I got signed uh, 26 when I was 26. 26 when you got UFC. signed to the UFC. Yeah. And then when did you start MMA? Uh, I started like pro, when I was 18. Pro. Oh, 18. I, I, I when, went when pro like shortly after. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I went 8-0 uh, on the regionals in St. Louis. And uh, I was beating up everybody. But my whole, like, thing was, like, I was like, I only want to fight the best, though. Mm -hmm. So even though I was only 8 and 0, I was still fighting the best. So I was looking for the ranked guys who was up there, and I was just working up that level mm -hmm. before I felt comfortable going pro. Because mm -hmm. I was like, if I can't beat the best at the amateur level, yeah, I should yeah. even think about going pro, you know? Mm -hmm. So I beat all the guys that was uh, the best at the amateur level and then ended up moving pro. But that was, like, in a one year's time, you know? So mm -hmm. I literally turned pro when I was, like, 19. Wow. Yeah, so I've been pro oh, for a minute. Shit. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, you... What what is your what would you say your your, your style is like? What did you start off with martial arts first? Was it just yeah, MMA yeah. right away? Was it yeah. striking, kickboxing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was wrestling actually. So wrestling, wrestling was my wrestling. first for real fundamental. That lat drop. That lat drop. Yeah, 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 we were training. Yeah, I, I was yeah, that, that caught me by surprise. <laughs> 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 but no, no, no. But yeah, wrestling, man. You know, I I, I love the the wrestling game, bro. Definitely win uh, for the mental. You know. Ain't no grind like wrestling, bro. Just that yeah. impact constantly over, over that again. Dog. You know what I mean? That dog, you know? Uh, because you can't break in wrestling. You know what I mean? And just, just so we got certain moments where you can flow a little bit, you know, depending on who you're going with for sure. <laughs> but, like, you got times where you can flow. But in wrestling, I feel like it's just a constant grind, nonstop. And as soon as you slow down, that's the next guy. He's on you. And he's just breaking you down the whole time. So I felt like that that really built me up uh, for MMA because it's uncomfortable. You know, yeah. and MMA for sure is like one of the most uncomfortable sports to be in. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. it's uh, uh it's funny because I would actually even argue that um, it's like wrestling or even just grappling for MMA. I feel like that's such a huge advantage. What would you say, like being a professional fighter uh, in the UFC, fighting at the highest levels? 
Do you think that's true? Because you see guys that like really want to strike and stuff like that, which is mm-hmm. great. You got to mm-hmm. learn how to strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like grappling. I feel like is yeah, king. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, it's always. I mean, since this sport been made, it's always been the grapplers that always came out on top. Mm-hmm. The Dan Severns or Hoist Gracies, you know, of course, yeah. all the the big name grapplers. Uh, any Randy Couture becoming a, like the old legend. Yeah, old old champ though. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. all from his wrestling mm-hmm. because. Grappling is such a strong base to have because eventually, even if you hit me and you rocking me, if I hold you or if I grab you, now we change the That's a grappling, yeah. Exactly. That's grappling. So even though if you watch boxing, if you watch Muay Thai, they end up in grappling situation. They yep. end up in the clinch, you know. Mm-hmm. So the, even though it, the fight started on his feet, eventually they, y'all going to be hugging and then the fight going to go there. So grappling is the most dominant part to have down. That should be your foundation. You know, mm-hmm. as a striker, not saying you couldn't transition over, but you're going to have a difficult time. Because even for myself, even though I started off in wrestling, it took me a minute to understand what I was doing. You know, mm. I was out there just, you know, blast doubling. But it took a long time to understand positioning, control, hips and everything and your grips, everything. Mm-hmm. Like it's about the fundamentals of the game. And that's gonna take a while for you to get that understanding. Really get it? Yeah, yeah, Understood. yeah. It's, it's funny that you say uh, you were talking about Raymond Daniels. I don't know if you if you uh, know this fight. So uh, one of my buddies actually from Ambush, Muay Thai down in San Antonio. Okay, okay. My buddy uh, uh, Peter Stanenick. So he fought Raymond Daniels. Okay. Do you remember the? Uh, there was a viral moment where Raymond did a spinning back kick to a dude's nuts. Damn, that was him. That I was seen it. him. He did it like three times. It was twice. So, hey, bro, hey, it was rough, yo, man. Hey. Rough. It was. So he he get he Raymond fucking does a spinning back kick, hits Pete in the in the nuts. Right. Yeah. It was horrible. Like full fledged contact. Accident, it, it, was was like, it was an accident. It was an accident. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, it was true. Bo- not both, both were accidents. Both, both were accidents. <laughs> I don't man, know about that third one though, uh, <laughs> bro. So he's like he's he's on the ground. He's like screaming. He's like ah. You know, it's fucking three, four minutes, whatever. And he's like, all right, all right, let's go, let's go. They were asking, like, do you still want to fight? He's like, yeah, let's go, let's go. Literally within another, like, 20 seconds of the yeah, fighting, right, right, after, right yeah. away, right yeah. again. He gets kicked in the nuts again. Now he's wow. crying. Yeah, yeah, bro. yeah. Oh, no, no, because that's the most powerful move you can throw. Like with kicks. And he threw that to, to the, the, the oh. sensitive area on the man's body. Oh, man. I'm talking about your man, the G, though. Like, like, for him to just to be able to stand up and be like, yeah, let's continue again because I would have been going Pete. on the first one. Yeah. I would have been, like, the I, first nut shot? Like, nah, yeah. nah I'm good, I'm bro. okay, I'm yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll go ahead and DQ that motherfucker. Yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you next crazy, time. Crazy, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I do know that, though, man. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. Pete, man, from mm-hmm. Ambush Muay Thai. Okay, okay. Good stuff, good stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as a fighter in the in the top of the UFC, what are your What's your thoughts on the the John Jones like knee kick, the oblique kick? Mm. I, I, no, no, I love it. I, love like it, yeah? it. I mean, I'll be honest with you, anything, anything that's just uh, not dirty, right? And what I mean by dirty is like biting, illegal, gouging, illegal. You know, that's illegal. Like, but mm. I wanted to keep it as close to the streets yeah. as possible. So if you don't know how to stop it. You know, then that's just another part of fighting that you have to learn. Yeah. Uh, just like what the one does, and I love they can knee a ground at the knee bottom. On the, mm. You see now, but the thing is though, if you know the rules, you know not to do that, right? Yeah. So I don't like that a lot of guys, even in the UFC, still don't have to understand it. If a dude is grounded, just put their put their hand on the mat. You're right, right. That. No matter, yeah, yeah. If they got their hand, so in a three point stance, if they got a hand or their knees is on, that's a grounded opponent. You can't knee them. And you told that before a fight, wow. you know. So my thing is just guys got to have an understanding. But I do feel like 
the UFC needs to implement as close to street fighting as possible, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you want to see what really works in the fight, that's what you got to do, you know? But like I said, just the biting and the eye gouging or hair pulling, I don't want to see that crap, you know? But everything else, like, let's go. Let's rock with it. There's yeah. even certain kind of elbows that you can't really throw. Yeah, in. yeah, man. That's an old weird. school, man. Yeah. 12 to 6, bro. So back in the day when the UFC first got uh, initiated, I forget the name. He just passed away, too. He created all the rules. But, you know, they had this video of, uh, you know, old school karate guys, man. Breaking ice blocks, boom, just like that, you know. And I still to this day don't even know if that is real or not, mm. you know. Like, like still to this day, I don't even know if that crap is real. But either way, though, like it's just like they felt like that would be a damaging shot to hit on somebody. Of course, it would be if you hit in the wrong spot, like the spot, but you can't hit there, no way. But I yeah. feel like you can hit there in the shoulder, in the rib, whatever. It shouldn't be no issue, mm -hmm. but that's still a yeah, stupid rule. I, I do think that's a stupid rule. Yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of stuff. That's, that's <laughs> insane. But yeah. yo, so you. Would you want knees on grounded opponents in the UFC? That's what you yeah, want? Yeah, yeah, like pride. Pride back in mm. the day. Yeah, like because you can't play around right there, you know? Yeah. Especially if I'm messing with a great jiu-jitsu dude, that's a good weapon for me. Mm -hmm. You know, if he's like trying to slide, I don't want to mess with you, I'm going to hit you, like get your ass up. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good threat to have for a guy that's, you know, good on the ground. Uh, but if you don't have that, then guess what? Then you just got to work where they play. Now, what about you this know? then? What do you What do you think on like Lethway? Lethway allows headbutts. I like, yeah, yeah. You I love like headbutts. Wow. Yeah, so a, really, that's it's a, close. That's a weapon. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So as close as possible. Yeah. So as close as possible. You know, without it being dirty. So uh, yeah, Lethway. I love. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love that style. Mm -hmm. That would change the sport so much. That really mm -hmm. would. Oh, yes, it would. Because you already got dudes that head buddy each other a lot of yeah, times, yeah. you know. But don't think it'd be a good thing because so the setup for a headbutt is a little different, you know. You got to actually find the targets, you know, because you can knock yourself out trying to mm -hmm. headbutt somebody, yeah. which is not the smartest idea, you know. And then if you try to lead with your head a lot of times, uppercuts, cross, like, you know, it's a lot of things that you can leave yourself open even if you try to use that as a weapon. So you got to be very smart, though, yeah. at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. yeah. Were you a fighter before martial arts? Like, Yeah. 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 Oh, for sure. Sure. <laughs> you know, so uh, but regardless though, what got me into like the whole idea of even wanting to be a martial artist was movies. Oh yeah, I was so inspired. Oh. I was so inspired by all movies, man. So you know, of course, we all know the Bruce Lee. You know what I mean, of course, Jake Kundo. Of you know, but my dude was Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan, yeah, Bill on yeah. Wheels. You know, uh, 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 the, uh, shit. Hold on, hold on. I'm blanking right now. Uh, it was a cop movie that he, uh, that he played in. Uh, cop Story. Literally, cop Story. Little called Cop Story. All four of the movies, man. Fire, you know. Uh, but Jackie Chan was one of my favorites to watch. Uh, and just the way that he used to train, his stunts that he used to do, and the actual fight choreography, bro. Mm -hmm. Some of the dopest stuff that you would watch, you know. But they was all real, you know. Yeah. All the sequences that you see, you can actually <laughs> perform. You know, because they wanted to keep it legit because they are true martial artists. Mm -hmm. You know, even though the entertainment is for the movie and stuff like that, you can still watch and learn from these guys, you know. Yeah. Uh, what's your, like, say you're in camp, what's, like, a week of training look like for you? Or just just one week? Yeah, uh, just, one, just one Yeah, week. like, what's the schedule? What's the schedule? Uh, so the schedule, I mean, shoot, man, boring, same stuff all the time, you know, but you got to keep it with the basics. So a basic week for me, you know, like a Monday, uh, so I train with Justin Hardick. He's uh, my strength and conditioning coach. Uh, actually used to be an NFL uh, player back in the day, you know, for the Browns. So I believe he played on the O-line, played nose. Um, so, uh, but he's my strength and conditioning coach. And uh, so we just do regular conditioning with him. He always mixes it up, you know, uh, has us doing uh, cardio one day and then having us doing, you know, kettlebells, the maze, functional movement a lot of times, you know, because you got to be able to move in a cage. And then uh, Tuesday, uh, 
we'll grapple, you know, at the gym, you know, real hard with our wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, then have a little MMA training right after that. Wednesday will be sparring. Good sparring day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good good CTE day. Yep, yep. <laughs> and then uh, Thursday we go back to the grappling, but this time it's jiu-jitsu, you know. So I want to get some more jiu-jitsu yeah. in. Usually I only train it Tuesdays and Sundays, uh-huh. and I realize I need a lot more. I need a lot more. Uh, but then after that, Friday um, – we do a lot of mitt work and bad work, mm-hmm. so we hit the bag a lot. So kickboxing, boxing type style, you know. And uh, Saturday, you know, a lot of guys do their own thing. Sunday, man, it's the Lord Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you take Sunday off? Uh, yeah, I mean, Sunday I off. still do stuff, but it's literally just watching videos, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just just sitting back, man, letting the body relax, recovery. Sunday yeah. recovery day. So, yeah. so real quick, so Monday you said strength and conditioning. So that means are you doing one? So, session? My, so no, no. So Monday, uh, so Monday, all the way throughout the week. We doing strength and conditioning. Oh, strength and conditioning. It's throughout every the whole day. Every it's five day. days a week? Yeah. Five or seven? Yeah, five, no, no, five days a week. Yeah, wow, right. wow, wow. Yeah, okay, week, yeah. now, are you doing one session a day? So it's like mm-hmm. Monday strength and conditioning. I what you're saying. Yep, yep. Just so one are you doing yep. just one session a day? Yep, yep. And then I got my MMA training, you know. But so, of course, we got to mix it up, right? Because we do so many different things. So, so I'm saying like Monday, you got strength mm-hmm. and conditioning. Mm-hmm. You're doing MMA that same day also? Yeah. Yep, so yep. MMA, like what type of MMA are you doing on Monday? So Monday, it, it'll be like mid work a little bit, the same thing, strike, shadow boxing, mm-hmm. you know, throwing a jazz. So coach is, coach is different, right? He he like us to bang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he don't like wrestling. He like that wrestling shit. <laughs> 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 yeah, he, he like them 50K bonuses, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Mondays, we'll just work a lot of shadow boxing, technique striking, a lot of technique striking. And then, like I said, Tuesday, it'll be uh, wrestling. Wrestling, yep, MMA yep, yep, also. Yep, yep. And then Thursday, it'll be that jiu-jitsu. Wednesday is sparring. So... You said you're doing usually two two sessions a day. Two sessions, yeah. Two so sessions. One with Justin, and then one with my MMA coach. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so that, that's that's every day. Yeah, yeah. Two two sessions a day every day. Yeah, now, yeah. Um, is that uh, your standard schedule, or is that only in fight camp? No, no, it's standard. Yeah, that's standard. standard. Now we we amp that we amp it up during fight. fight. Yeah, yeah. So so then we get more like one on one attention. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Based Trump on what we fight. Now, yeah. now one last question uh, relating to that. So. Um, Getting into fight shape, what are you doing for your conditioning? What what is your what is your 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 boy have you doing yeah, to yeah. to get into fight man, shape? Man, man, we do a lot of crazy stuff, stuff that he just be coming up. I th- I think he be having dreams. <laughs> and just be coming up. I'm like, bro, what you what you want me to do? So like one workout that we have we uh, call War Guy Laps, you know. And we go to uh, this place called Granger Meadows, and it's just a park, but it has this big-ass hill. hill. I can't tell you how big it is, but it's steep in a mug, bro. You know? <laughs> like, if it, it if it snowed that day and you went down sledding, yeah, you might die off that mud thing. <laughs> so so we run up all the way to that hill, but sometimes he'll change it up. So we either run with resistance with weight behind us, and now we got to uh, really push that thing. Or uh, last time he had me carry a heavy bag. So we watched uh, Vision Quest. You ever seen Vision oh, Quest? Oh, Vision Quest. You know what I'm saying? Vision, Fuck, Vision. You remember how sick he used to carry He was going up the bleachers with that. Weight. Yeah. Fuck, <laughs> man. So. That was sick. That so, was sick. So one of those things was definitely influenced by him. So we, we would hold up, you know, the heavy bag, though, instead of a big uh, log. They had a log. He had. Yeah, he had like yeah. a log. So we hold the heavy bag, and we just walk that thing up, walk that thing up, you know. But there's a lot of different things that we do, man, you know. But just keeping that, that, uh, that heart rate going. The heavy mm-hmm. pace going. So no matter yeah. what we doing, he making sure that our, our heart rate is being pushed, you know. And then we get a short break, and then we got to sprint again, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But a lot of guys, I feel like for me, they can't keep up with the stuff that we do back home, uh, you know, because we always changing it up. I feel like I got the best condition. You have good cardio. Yeah, yeah, great cardio. Yeah, yeah. Great cardio. Definitely when it comes to MMA, mm-hmm. you know, because um, I feel like it's some – 
places where I can play around a little bit, I can get my breath back, and then I can explode again. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, in in uh, you you only did three five, right? Three, three five minute rounds. Uh, you, yeah, you yeah, haven't yeah. done five. You, you, five? you, you, you did twenty five yet? Or no, 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 I want to though. Okay, I want yeah. to. I'm trying to get a main event, bro. You know, so, I'm, I'm tired of signing my name on posters that ain't got my face on. It, you know, so that's what we course. prepare for. We always prepare for championship in rounds time, because that's what we're trying to be. You're yeah, trying to be champ. Everyone, right? Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's yeah, what it is. And that's what we talked about before. Everybody say they want to be champ, but they ain't putting in the I work to be champ. You know, so that's the difference. Like we actually trying to put in the work to be where we trying to go. I want to ask you, so for the three five-minute rounds uh, in, in, a, in a fight, are you, what is your pacing like yeah. for that fight? Like, not not training camp. I'm saying yeah. literally in the fight. Yeah, so, what so, is your pacing so like? I had to learn the hard way. I ain't gonna lie to you. Because my pace used to be honey. Just go, honey, just go. Honey, but that got me caught a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Just coming in because a lot of times when I lost my fights, it wasn't because those guys were better than me. You're fatigued. I You're tired. My, no, it's not even me getting no. tired. Like mm-hmm. I, I put myself in a bad position where I don't care if you ain't tired. Oh, okay, like, okay. You get touched in the right spot, you just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go yeah, sleep. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, so it's never that I got tired. It's just okay. my pace was so fast. So now I'm realizing because I'm always trying to be an entertaining fighter. I'm always trying to be the fan. At favorite. the end of the day, but it's a like show, right? It is a show. It's a show. But I still gotta be smart though. Of course. Because I'm trying to get somewhere. Mm. So now I'm having a little bit more patience. So in my last fight with Andre Fialo, mm-hmm. a little bit more patience still. Kept the pressure on him, but I picked my moments a lot better mm-hmm. than I did in a, you know my previous other fights. You know, so now that I have that a little patience behind it, I feel like it even makes me more dangerous because now guys is like really anticipating like because now they don't know when to throw. Mm-hmm. They knew to throw when I come forward, but when I'm feigning now and I'm stepping to the side, it's really throwing them off because they already scared to you know stand up with me in the first place. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like we saw that with Francis where he you know his first couple of fights came out real real hot. Yeah, got yeah. tired and once he like matured a little bit, yeah. You know, he's a different guy. Yeah, yeah, and more dangerous, man. Dangerous. Like a yeah. patient, patient fighter is a very dangerous. Well, it's fighter, like if you're always coming forward now, even though it's a lot of pressure, it's that's still predictable now. Like yeah, you know they're coming for you. It's exactly. like I don't know you're coming for you. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot more variables mm. there. Uh, I I heard you. Did you go to school with with Mike, Michael Johnson? So I didn't go to school with him, but we went to the same high school though. Okay. So he came back. Funny enough, Michael Johnson came back. Uh, I was a senior, and uh, he was on Ultimate Fighter. With George St. Pierre and Josh Koscheck. He was on wow, George St. Pierre wow. team, right? Wow, wow. So me, you know what I mean? I'm like, I've always wanted to be an MMA fighter. Yeah, so yeah. we watching it and all that type of stuff. And uh, one of the coaches that was coaching us, whatever, at the time, he wrestled with Michael. He said, hey, we're going to have a special guest come in. We're like, man, who is it going to be? So once he walked in, I already knew who he was. A lot of guys didn't know because even at that time, a lot of guys weren't watching like UFC like that, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but I seen him. I'm like, oh shoot, man, that's the dude from uh, Ultimate Fighter. Cause I didn't even know that he went to Marquette as well. Uh, you know, that's the high school you went yeah, to. Yeah, that's the high school okay, I went okay. to. So he came back for the kids, man. Do a little wrestling uh, program <laughs> with us and stuff like that. And uh, he gave me my first pair, like MMA shorts and everything. And I actually wore them things in my first fight. Wow, yep, wow, yep, yep, wow. Yep. And then it's crazy, you know. Years, years later, we end up on the same card. You know, unfortunately, like what happened to him happened to him. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, it is what it is. But yeah, man, yeah, Mike Johnson, me go way back. I know uh, earlier you were saying like you like to study mixed martial arts and draw inspiration. Where who do you like to watch uh, for striking? Like right now, right now. What's a current fight that you draw? I wouldn't say like right. Um, it's like not not like current fighters that Uh I initially like steal from. Uh But if I was to like really try to take some inspiration, like Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy does a lot of cool things when it comes to his striking, when it comes to his footwork. 
And then uh, another another name I can probably give. Oh, Alex Volkanovski. I like I like okay. his style yeah. too. What a you dog, know? man. Yeah, man. Come on now, savage out here. Yeah. You know, but just because his his frame. Because even that me moving down at 170, the frame of these guys is still, they're still long. They're still, still long, tall, long. You yeah, know? yeah. So a lot of guys is, you know, 6'2", six, 6'3", six, you know, and uh, has that length. I like to watch Alex Volkanovski and how he maneuvers and works in. Because he's and a shorter I, fighter. He's, he's a shorter fighter. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so watching him and, and just how he pretty much breaks down the fighter with his his pace and his footwork and also his leg kicks. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like his leg kicks a lot. So yeah, don't no, I would say those are the two for real, for real. But I, I like old school fights. I yeah. go way like I go into boxing a lot. I go into uh, old old school kickboxing like in the eighties, you know. Oh, so yeah. like Benny the Jet, Peter Cunningham, uh, uh, who who else could I say? Uh, Bill Superfoot Wallace. I don't know if y'all know who those is, but mm-hmm. like they cold, you know. And these the dudes back way back in the day, man. So they used to hit them spinning back kicks all the time on people and, and landed like it wasn't nothing. So yeah, wow. those are the guys I like to watch. Yeah. Wow, interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, um, <clears throat> you said uh, uh, Volk, you know, he's a shorter fighter, you know, so you like to watch him. How do you, I don't know if you can give this away, What? What? It, so you're going against a, a, a taller opponent, what What are you thinking? Like, you're like, what, what is the way to, to start tackling the shoulder, the, the, the taller man? Yeah, 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 what, yeah. Like, just basic concepts, what are you looking to do? Uh, I mean, body, touch the body. Mm-hmm. Like, so one thing, a lot of taller guys, they use that length and they lean back a lot. So like even mm-hmm. for like Israel at a science. So when I was in that weight class at first, you know, one eighty five, that's how I was thinking that's about beating. Crazy. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. That's right, crazy right, right, to think right. about, man. Yeah, yeah. So Shit. when uh thinking about beating the champ because he yeah. was the champ and is the champ right now, yeah. um, I always used to watch him and I was like, How can I touch this man? And I watched the Kevin Gasler fight a thousand times and I realized that Israel did never fought that type of style again, but he had the most difficulties. But why did he have the most difficulties, mm-hmm. right? Not only was Kevin Gaston a southpaw, <clears throat> and he was a pressure fighter, but as well, he was attacking the body, you know? Mm-hmm. And Izzy would have to shoot his shots down instead of straight or up. Mm-hmm. If, you know, he was fighting mm-hmm. Alex Pereira, uh, but he was fighting a shorter individual, you know, which was making his... Because Izzy is not a boxer. No, He's a kickboxer, kickboxer and it's yeah. two different styles. So when you put in a boxing range with Izzy, it makes it a little bit more difficult. And I feel like for myself, if I could have implemented that same style, which I do have that same style, like Kevin Gassum, uh, I could have really gave Izzy some problems. So, you know, because so. I tell everybody all the time, matchups makes fights, bro. For sure, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, so. It's funny that you say like the the leaning back. Well, actually, uh, uh, Gaslam, if you look at his, if you look at Izzy's face. It was oh, like yeah, yeah. that touch was like him. touch like touch that was really his toughest. That was like yeah, had yeah, to be I mean, you know, he's like I'm willing to die. So you know, and yeah, it showed that is he a dog? You know, for and sure, I tell people sure. all the time. That's what, actually I'm a fan. Like just because I want to fight somebody, don't mean I don't like. You can him. still appreciate, yeah, yeah, yeah but, appreciate but the martial we, arts. We trying to hunt down the same dream and goal. Of like, I, I'm, how can like, you, if anything, it's respect. If I want to fight you, because mm-hmm. I only want to fight the best. I don't want to fight no bum. You know, but regardless though, like Izzy, Izzy is definitely a. You know, a dog in his, in his own right, you know, uh, for sure. But I feel like just for my for myself and my style and how I come, I feel like I would have been a a bad matchup for him. Yeah, for sure. yeah. yeah. I rem- yeah. I always remember the uh, the uh, knockout against Izzy versus Whitaker. It's like. He got the knockout, but it actually didn't look that clean. Like he, he was like leaning yeah, back. He lay, yeah, it's yeah, funny yeah, that you were yeah. saying so he was leaning it was, back. It was more of what Robert did was wrong, right? Mm-hmm. So you're doing a good job pressuring, but when you leave your hands behind, and what I mean by when you leave it down here by mm-hmm. your hip or whatever, you don't have it. Like so, uh, I forget what punch that Robert threw, 
um, that he left himself open. But if he threw an uppercut, he left his rear hand down, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. which led Izzy to lean back, boom, and just hit him with that. Interesting. But the thing, if he would have been able to block and then follow up on that same side, Izzy would have been gone because mm-hmm. he leaned back like this and he has no defense now, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, yeah it Whatever. is what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we talked about this on the podcast a couple times now, but I want to hear from you. What do you think about O'Malley versus Aljo? I think O'Malley going to get slaughtered. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. It ain't even going to be close. I ain't going to lie to y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I felt like Al Jermaine kind of lost that. And I like Al Jermaine. Like, okay. That's my boy. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. Like, I, like, I like Al Jermaine and what he do. Uh, but I feel like he lost that last fight. Really? Yeah, I think he lost. I got to rewatch it, though, because I was there. You got to rewatch it. You got to rewatch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how I felt. Cejudo, Cejudo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Henry Cejudo. But I yeah. watched it live, you know, and I tried my best like to pay attention to every moment, mm-hmm. but I still got to rewatch. Yeah, rewatch it, rewatch it, just in case. Wow, wow. Uh, you, you, what you say? Yeah, I, I mean, I thought Aljo won fair and square. Okay, okay, yeah, man, I forgot how many right, rounds you won, but yeah. It. But regardless, though, if Henry Cejudo would have won, I would have say yeah, Sean O'Malley, and this is the only reason why, because a lot of people would disagree with me just because. But everybody still don't realize like Sean O'Malley is still good enough to keep it in the striking range, mm-hmm. and Henry Cejudo, man, he just so small. Yeah, yeah. Little. And that type of length, when the fight is starting on the feet, it's hard to deal with. And if Sean O'Malley could just be able to survive a little, a couple little takedown situations, right, he going to be able to touch Henry Cejudo enough where it's going to slow him down, hurt him, and probably knock his ass yeah. out. You know, but Al Jermaine, I just, nah, nah. nah the the biggest thing I feel like with Cejudo versus O'Malley is that I think, uh, I think, Cejudo probably has too wide of a stance for O'Malley. Like he's gonna be able to, to yeah. he's gonna he's gonna nah, leg kick the crap nah, out of him. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'd have to say I think Aljo wins uh, yeah, uh, O'Malley. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's going nah, that ain't gonna be a good one for Sean. Mm-mm. Just want to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors, Massive Supplements and Violent Hippie. Use code SimpleMan all caps for fifteen percent off both of those companies. Massive Supplements trademarked. Smashing greens, smashing reds, very nutrient-dense foods. I personally use their creatine and BCAs during my workout and sometimes even before the workout. For Violent Hippie, they have soaps, USDA, CBD oils, T-shirts, rash guards, you name it. Owned by former Navy SEAL Mitch Aguiar, you simple man, to get 15% off. Guys, Violent Hippie, massive supplements. Get the smashing greens, smashing reds, all the vitamins, nutrients you need to get that body that you want. Natty Rod style. You signed the UFC uh, 20, 26, you said? Uh, at, 26, at 26. And uh, when, when, when COVID was hot, when it was 2020. So, you know, the wow. pandemic me- definitely made my life, you know. You know, like, you know, it was a tragic year for the world, obviously. But, you know, it definitely, because of that, got me into the UFC. Interesting. You know? yep, yep, yep. Now, what organization were you in uh, before? I, I wasn't in no organization. Uh the last organization I had fought for, but I wasn't like in it. In it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so LFA, and okay. uh, so going way back, I was with Bellator at first. So oh, I had signed with okay, Bellator. Okay. So that's another world class promotion as well. Of course, you know? is that your of course. first professional fight was in Bellator? Nah, not no, not my first. So the, first. my first professional fight was with the same team I was with <clears throat> for the longest time in Shamrock. Shamrock FC, that was a regional show yeah, back in yeah, St. Louis. Like and I was small, yeah, 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 small yeah, whooping yeah. up everybody from of the neighborhood, course, course, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but eventually when Bellator came to St. Louis, they just needed to, uh, to put up on a the prelim fights, you know what I mean, the bodies and stuff. So we all signed a one-fight contract deal. So usually you get a lot of guys that's from the regional show just to be able to fight on this big show, but we not. 
sign the Bellator. Yeah, right? it's just. But I end up mm. showing out in my fight, you know. So I mm. end up beating this dude named Chris Heatherly, you know, real uh, dominant wrestler and jujitsu guy. You know, mm. end up beating him fair and square, knocking him out in the second round. That's when John McCarthy uh, refereed my fight, and I was like kind of starstruck because it was big, my first big time. John, I had a, big John, yeah, big John, you know, what I'm like, oh, damn, I used to see this dude on TV all the time, mm. you know. But regardless, though, end up knocking dude out, and Bellator like what they seen, so they signed me to a four fight contract deal. Uh, but the thing is, them four fights took like uh, two years to even get them out. No. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they they got me for a good two years, you know. But then after I had lost uh, to Logan Storley, I got cut. So I was literally three and two with the promotion, you know, because mm. I lost my first fight, professional fight, to this dude named Jackie Goss. Because at first I was undefeated all the way up into my pro uh, and getting signed with Bellator I lost to this dude Named Jackie Goss Got knocked out For the first time Fuck. Did not feel good You know what I'm saying But it is what it is Came back with two Good wins And then I lost To this dude Named Logan Storley D1 wrestler Story, and, uh, story. He just held me, boy. He he mm -hmm. held the hell out of me, and that, that was my first time being on the main card too in St. Louis. So I'm like, I got to show out. And that boy Fuck. just killed me 15 minutes glued to the canvas. But it showed me how powerful wrestling is. Yeah. Because even though he didn't hurt me, I didn't hurt him. I yeah. didn't touch him. You know. Mm -hmm. So it showed me how powerful that was. But regardless of all that, I got cut from Bellator, man, and my career was like on halt. You know, because I ended up leaving the gym I was at, you know, a lot of drama going on. We ain't even got to get into it, but a lot yeah. of drama, a lot of bull crap was going on. So it just showed me that, hey, bro, if you in this business of MMA, you got to figure out connections, network, you know, because you can't do it alone. You got to mm. have somewhat of a team at the end of the day. Mm. And I ain't had none of that, you know, so I had mm. to really rebuild uh, from scratch, you know. So I ended up getting signed uh, for a fight for LFA. A year later, ended up knocking the dude out at 185. You know, because then nobody want to fight me at 170, so I had to just get something at 185, mm -hmm. knocked him out, waited another little good little time, I'd probably say like eight months, before LFA called me again for another, another setup fight. fight, right? Wow. Yup, yup, yup. Uh, but I was supposed to fight this dude named Robocop, Gregory Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever yeah. heard of him? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, but he pulled out the fight, right? That's a big-ass mm -hmm. boy, too, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, so I'm like, all right, it's going to be a decent fight. But he pulled out the fight because I think he was going on the contender series. So I got that rematch back with that dude that beat me for my first loss, Jackie Goss. Okay. Knocked his ass out. Nice, you know what I'm saying? nice. And then shit. A week and that's later, for LFA. A week later, we got signed to USC. So it was just some random shit, bro. Wow, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's LFA. So I had two LFA. fights with LFA. Okay. Yeah, two, but two, I, wouldn't like, I wouldn't like with them, though, nah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, two fights LFA. Now, man, so it took Bellator... Four fight contract, but it took you two, two years. Two years to get through them things, bro. So, I was like, never again. You have, you have a part time job back then? Yeah, yeah. Like, so I had to have a, well, nah, yes and no, right? I used to work at the club. Okay, okay. Bouncer, yeah. bouncer, yeah, bouncer, bouncer. You yeah. already know the vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah he used yeah, to be yeah, a bouncer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, terrible job, but you get a lot of holes, though. You know what I'm saying? That's cool, you know? But uh, so I, I, I worked as a bouncer for the longest time, okay. bro. Longer than what I should have, you know? Mm. But I only did it because it was fun and it was something to talk about, mm -hmm. you know? Because in regular life, you like if you ain't really doing nothing, you ain't got nothing to, you know what I'm saying, really, you know, be at, uh, be celebrating. So regardless of that, you know, I worked that job, and then I was training at the gym, you know, in and out. So I'll be trying to live off my little fight checks, waiting on the next one, you know. So yeah. when I got signed to Bellator, it was decent checks, but it still wasn't enough to, like, definitely. Yeah, especially two, fight, two, two fights a year. It's like, Well, shit, I was out here struggling, you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so regardless, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't doing so well, uh, but I was just focused on becoming the world champion one day. So when I my ass got cut, I was just pissed. 
you know. Yeah. So like I said, when I had to restart all the way back over, I had to find an actual job, like a for real, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, nine to five. What'd you do? To get down. But I had to go through like five jobs before I really got to settle down, Fuck. bro. Cause I just I wasn't used to it. Yeah. yeah I'm like, yeah. man, I'm tired of like waking up in the morning, you know. So oh, I, I did this one job uh with ambassador, bro. So I was just moving carpet, bro. So I had this temp job, man. And pretty much the whole job was just you taking flooring to these big residential spots, you know. That's all I was doing. Fuck. I'm like, I'm kind of working out, though, you know. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. my own little thing. But I was like, man, I'm getting tired of this, you know. And then I had another uh, job, whatever. Um, that was bad for me, though, like at a factory, whatever. And uh, we was pretty much, like, uh, creating, like, nails and stuff for, like, the railroads. So, like, the like the shards of metal and shit, you breathing it in. Ooh. I said, nope, I can't do this. So, uh-huh. I only stayed there for about a week. So, uh-huh. I, so, I really locked down on one job, which was Walgreens. So I could uh, do my own hours. So the, the dude that, that hired me was hella chill. Okay, uh, so okay. He even got me to be a shift lead like within a week, you know? Cool, so, cool. So even more money, so I got paid more. So I did the overnight shift uh, with Walgreens, man. So laid back. I used to listen to my little audio books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When he mess with nobody, man. But I just got my mind right. But that was for like good a year, two years, wow, wow. you know? And then, like I said, with the LFA, you know, had them two back-to-back fights. But I wasn't even tripping about getting into the USC. I was just fighting trying to get some extra money. I just need mm-hmm. some extra bread. But for the UFC to, like, call me and be like, hey, we want you, it's just blessing, just luck. Yeah. Straight luck, bro. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, your first fight, uh, that wasn't the knockout, the first fight. Which one? You're, you're spinning back. Well, what who, what oh, was no, your no, first Kevin fight? Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland was my first fight. Kevin and Holland yeah, was your Kevin first Holland. fight? Yeah, Kevin Holland. They gave me a dog. They That's gave a me a tough dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, 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 were, you were a... Uh, uh, Little last minute replacement for that fight? Yeah, so uh, Trevin Giles, I don't know if y'all know who that is. Trevin Giles, he's mm-hmm. also a 170 uh, fighter right now. Uh, he he literally wa- walked into fight Kevin Holland. He passed out. Like oh, like like oh, people say shit. his ha- his heart stopped. But I think that motherfucker was scared to say that. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he just fainted. <laughs> hey, it's a tough walk. I ain't gonna lie, Fuck. it's a tough walk. Because if, if if he really did have a heart condition, you why you fight? Yeah, yeah. Like for real, for real. So that's why I think it's capped. I don't think the USC would allow him to fight because he's like, yeah, my heart just stopped. I'm like, so you just died. Walking out. Like, right. That sound about right. Yeah. But anyway, though. So how last minute was, was that? Fight? Uh, well, also, so straight up, no cap. So as soon as I beat Jackie Gosh, bro, they called me the uh, that Monday. Yeah. They called me that Monday. You want to fight this weekend? Wow. No bullshit. But luckily, I was already on weight, and me and, me and Kel was both at 185. Yeah. So Kel ain't cut no weight, and I ain't cut no weight. And then nobody didn't know I ain't had to cut no weight either. Yeah. So it was actually just a great fight between me and him. The only thing and the only difference at that whole time, I didn't have nothing. What do you mean? What do you mean? So I didn't have no team, bro. Oh, like, team, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, you, you just went out there, there and fighting, bro. So really one of the homeboys uh, who I used to train with in Ryan Sutton, RIP, man, he passed away uh, a couple Damn, years ago. Sorry. You know, uh, He had went out there with me, though, you know? Uh, but he had COVID at the time. This is when they was checking. They was having everything isolated, man. It was on man. Fight Island? Where was this? No, nah, they wasn't fight. This is Kevin Holland fight. Where, where was it? Where was it? It was in Vegas. It was in Vegas. Oh, Vegas. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, Vegas. Yep, yep. So they had the bubble and stuff like that. And they and my man ended up popping, unfortunately. And so they had to isolate him somewhere else by himself. I'm like, damn. So I literally, like, by myself in Vegas now. So then I had to call up my management who literally just had managed me right after the LFA fight. They just started. They, they had just wow. managed me right after that, right? So, like I said, everything would just happen randomly, and just I just luckily had the right things at the right time, you know, mm-hmm. for the USC to call me. Because the USC would have never called me if I ain't had management. You know, they don't want to deal with fighter. Only yeah, right yeah. So they like, for fighter, sure. us for fighters, sure. we don't know what the hell is going on yeah. when it comes to this business. Mm-hmm. So you got to have somebody speak on your behalf. Uh, but regardless, though, um, I talked to him. I'm like, hey, bro, I need to find somebody to uh, corner me. He was like, all right, I'm going to try to find somebody for you. 
And the, the dude that he found was also signed with him, named Kakamaku, who also trains out there. You know, real good fighter. Mm -hmm. You know, he was in the UFC. They straight played him, too, though. You know, I ain't talking about, like, the UFC in general, but it's just, like, very exciting business, fighter, but still got cut, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but, hey, doing big things in Bellator, you good, know? Good, so, good. But regardless, though, he ended up cornering me for that fight, but we didn't even know each other. So he don't know my style. He don't know what I do, you know? Mm -hmm. And then he ain't really, like, a corner person like that. Like yeah, a young yeah. Cat. I think he's even younger than me. So, you know, at the same time, it's just I just needed to have somebody there in order for me to fight. You mm -hmm. know, but for my first two fights in the UFC, I was thugging it out. Wow. So, you know, wow. even in my second fight with Emperor, I didn't mm -hmm. know the guys at the time. Now they're my wow. family because I actually go train with them. For That's sure, my actual gym now in Michigan. But I had reached out to this dude uh, in Michigan who always wanted me to train with him, but I was broke. I didn't have no money just to even go seven hours away from me, you know. So he always stayed in contact when he was like, he was like hey, if you ever need something, just holler at me. That was the day I needed him. So I was like, hey, bro, I need a coach. I need a corner. I'm about to fly out to Abu Dhabi, but none of my homeboys got passports. You know? Mm -hmm. He said, I right, uh, unfortunately, I haven't renewed my passport, but I got two assistant coaches, and Michael Gilmore and Justin Hardick, who we were just talking about, yeah. my strength and conditioning coach guy. now, you know, they out in Abu <clears throat> Dhabi uh, cornering uh, Daquan Towson, who's okay. also a fighter out there, you know? Okay, okay. And uh, so I'm like, hey, F it. Let's get it. So that whole time when I flew out to Abu Dhabi, I was by myself. Mm. Wow. And then we still had to quarantine for about a week by myself. And then I got to meet them. We got to know each other, make a game plan, watch on Emperor. Wow, wow. And we grew up after that. And I was like, yeah, this is my team. Because if it wasn't for Joaquin Mercy Lago for setting me up, that moment would have never happened. Because wow. I wouldn't have been able to go without a yep. team. Yep. Yeah. So how are you training when you're in quarantine in Abu Dhabi? You're training uh, inside the hotel room? Shit, man. Yeah, well, I'm old school. So, luckily, like I said, I've been training like, <laughs> like the gyms was closed down for the long. Because <laughs> there was no gym for me to go to. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like like I straight had the blackmail on my ass, you know, so I was always outside with it. So I was always creative when it came to my training, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, I just felt like as long as I'm working and I'm sweating, I'm like, so I ain't have no real, like, science behind what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I was just doing it, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So at the same time, I got to learn what works best for me, how to, how I could work on my conditioning better and, you know, what made me stronger. So it actually just using my mind and using my mental what works best for me to become the best fighter that I can be, mm -hmm. you know. So I don't have to rely on somebody giving me that information. Now, it's good to get it from somebody else, but I don't have to. Because a lot of guys, they won't do nothing if, they, if don't nobody tell them to do something. Mm -hmm. And that's the wrong type of mentality to have. Mm -hmm. Because even if ain't nobody in the room, you still need to be working. You know, that's just mm -hmm. how I feel, just philosophy-wise. You know, So you don't have to rely on somebody to tell you what to do. You know what to do, but people just not willing to do it unless somebody tell them, which is just wild to me. You mm -hmm. know, uh, But luckily I had that because now even still to this day, I still do things like I used to do back in the day because that's what worked for me in the beginning, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to change anything up. It's actually making it more advanced for me now. Interesting. You know? Now, um, do you have a, a – so before a fight, do you like to listen to a certain music? Do you like to – how do you get your mind right? What are you doing uh, on the mental side of things before yeah, a fight? Yeah, so, so, so uh, like I'm different, man. Like I love being out there. You yeah. Know, there's a lot of guys that be scared, that be nervous, mm -hmm. that have a – Major anxiety before a fight, you know, but for me, like, it calms me to, just to know that I'm out here doing what I love to do, you know. Wow. Um, so, you know, but, you know, I don't have anything, like, traditionally, like, when it comes to, I, I, I love listening to hip-hop, you know. I play some Tupac, some DMX, you know. I play that hard stuff, you know. Yeah, I know, yeah. Like, yeah. I play that hard stuff because I feel like, for real, for real, when I go out there, you know, I'm in the streets with it. You know, mm -hmm. I ain't even trying to be funny. Like, we in a street fight. This ain't no competition. This ain't no, mm -hmm. you know, no sport to me. Like, I'm out there to kill you, bro. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like, all respect to you, but, like, you got to go. 
mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But I only I would respect the fighter if he thought the same because it's gonna be a fun ass fight. Yeah, you know. Uh, but regardless though, it's just like I don't really have no like no crazy like traditional thing that I do. I mean, I guess I, I do like the Mike Tyson uh, uh, affirmation. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm the best ever. I'm the yeah, yeah. most vicious, most ruthless champion that has ever been. There's no one who can stop me. Uh, I'm Sonny Listen. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one who can match me. Uh, I come from Nate Cloth. Like, like that type of stuff right there, I okay. say that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Before a fight, but like it ain't nothing crazy, though. Interesting. When uh, did you realize you got like that uh, that knockout power? Yeah, not, yeah, Not yeah, everybody the, got it. Yeah, yeah. So remember, I was a wrestler, right? Yeah. So a lot of times when I beat guys, it was like TKO. On top, ground and yeah, power. John yeah. Jones style, you know? Uh, so it wasn't until I left my gym, it wasn't until I was on my own and I started messing with guys <clears throat> that were specialties in their own craft. So this the boxer, right? Mm-hmm. So I would literally try to find boxers to, you know, just to figure out how to throw my hands. But I had to find out this stuff the hard way, you know, because they weren't in there to try to help me out. No. They just literally in there to knock me out, you know, which, which is whatever because it helped build me, you know. So I would work with this uh, boxer named Von Alexander, a uh, real, you know, tough uh, boxer from St. Louis. And uh, he pretty much showed me his levels to this game. Because a lot of guys I would touch up in my own MMA room. And so I'm thinking I'm about to do the same thing to him. Whole different story. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I started working with him, I just started learning, okay, certain ways to create that power. Because he would hit me in my chest and I could feel it in my heart. <laughs> now, yeah, no, I'm not playing, bro. Like he hit me with a cross and hit me dead in my chest, and I felt my heart skip a beat damn near, bro. I'm like, oh, that's a different type of. Wow. So his his jab alone felt like my cross, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it's little fundamental things that he's doing that I'm not doing where I'm not really working my power like that. So me working with a lot of boxers just by sparring, just by hitting the heavy bag, you know. And then when I had my fight in LFA, my first one. I was working with a lot of boxers. I wasn't even wrestling at this time. I was working with a lot of boxers. I went out there and got my first flush-ass knockout. Wow, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and then I was at 185, so I was like, I feel good right here, too, because I'm not cutting weight. What do you walk around at? Uh, 190. So right now, wow, we good. Wow. We're 195 right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, wow. uh, yeah, 190 is like when I'm really like, yeah. How 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 was growing up? Like, what were you like? What, what was family life like? Uh, what, what, was, uh, what was it like being you as a kid? Being me, bro, it was cool. You know, um, when my mom was around, my mom passed away when I was like in like uh, sixth grade. Damn, so when I'm I was sorry, like twelve, oh, it's all good. Yep, yep. She been gone for a minute. <laughs> but uh, growing up with her, it was a lot of fast moving because my mom was everywhere. You know, hustling, trying to get money. She she did hair. You know, so she mm-hmm. would go in and out of houses, and I'd go with her. Mm-hmm. So uh, just being able to see my mom on that grind for the longest time, I think, really instilled a lot in me to do the same thing, even with this mm-hmm. MMA stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you can't be in one place for too long. You got to keep on moving. And then whatever you do or whatever you learn, you bring it back home. You know, you just keep working and developing it uh, mm-hmm. there. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, my life at a young age, man, is just, man, just... Bro, right in front of the TV, fam. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. Like, yeah. nothing crazy, nothing special, man. I never really was a uh, most talented kid doing anything. Uh, wasn't good at football. Wasn't good at basketball, bro. Wasn't even good at video games, bro. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 when I say I'm trash at everything, bro, I'm trash at everything. Uh-huh. But luckily, though, you can fight. I, I can fight, yeah, bro. Yeah. And that's one thing I always had in me since I was five. You got a fight? You got, you got yeah. a lot of fights growing up, huh? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the way I used to get in fights, see, I talk too much, and I still talk too much. Even when I was, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I still get beat up to to this day for it. But you know, that's always just been me, man. Just jokingly though, you know what I mean? Having fun, and uh, that's always been my personality when I was younger, bro. And uh, but yeah, it helped me, uh, definitely helped me develop skills, man, at an early age, bro. And a mentality just to have a as a fighter, you know, not having fear. Now, um, 
walking into your first MMA gym, how that how that come about? Like, what made you want to do that? Because you already you were eighteen at the time when you started, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like going, before going then, back yeah. on Mike Johnson, right? So I always wanted to be a fighter, point mm-hmm. blank. I always wanted to be a fighter. Um, so when I realized that I had wrestling uh, in high school, you know, I realized this is gonna be the foundation right here. Mm-hmm. Even though I ain't that good at it, this is gonna be the start right here. So I always had the the mind to want to be an MMA fighter. Yeah. But the way it started out is when Michael Johnson had came to the school. I literally got his contact, good old Facebook, you know, wow. and uh, I messaged him. I was like, hey, man, I'm looking for a gym, just graduated, you know, what should I do? That man said, hey, bro, just look up the closest gym on Google. <laughs> Straight did that, and I didn't leave that gym for a good eight years. Wow. So wow. Made, yeah. But luck, like I said, but just by luck, the dude that I was training with and who was the uh, coach and promoter, he ran a promotion at Shamrock. So even though it wasn't the greatest gym when it came to instruction, it was good for network. There's some network, that's where yeah, I you can find fight. fights, you know. And as soon as I was like two months, three months in the train, I was already banging. Wow, you know? wow, wow, yeah. wow. You ever have anybody uh, try to fight you while you're bouncing? Nah, 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 nah. So no? a lot of guys. I mean, where we was at, right? It was chill, you mm-hmm. know. So I, I used to work for this uh, Bosnian dude named Jasmine. And uh, cello and uh, these guys, you know, foreign dudes, whatever. And the club was literally called Club Europe, you know. So you had a lot of foreign cats that come through there, you know, uh, mainly Bosnians. Uh, but then we also have a lot of people uh, from the colleges, from SLU and Washu that come through. So you know, not that type of crowd, you know. So it was it was kind of laid back, you know. They was into that EDM, electronic music, uh, you know, club music. So you know, it, it was easy. Not, not a lot it was of fights, huh? Nah, nah, nah. I mean, you get some, but that's the thing, though. I was terrible b- uh, bouncer because I was working that job since I was fighting. So I needed a job, so I hit up one of the uh, dudes that I was training with named C. I was like, and I was like 19 at the time, 20 at the time. I was like, bro, I need a, I need a little job, I need a little money situation. He was like, oh man, I got you. So the the chick that also used to, so she didn't run a club, but she like part owner. Okay. You know, so talked to her. Her name was Bobby at the time, and whatever. Talked to her, and she got me linked up with Jasmine and Cello. They they put me in position uh, to be a security, whatever. But at the same time, like me, I was a wild boy, you know. Mm-hmm. So a lot of stuff I would let slide. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I let fights yeah, happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like I let do like no, no, you no cap. Like cause I like to see people fight. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> so like world starts. So a lot of times like I allow dudes to like cause like if if they really want to smoke, we either take it to the back or we head to the bathroom. And I, I was like, whoever get knocked out, we we'll, we we'll take you out. And wow. the person, the person that the person that knocked you out, whatever, get to stay in. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good memories at Club Europe, man. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I was wild back in the day, bro. I should not have been working security. I was the worst <laughs> one. I was the worst one. I was, I was instant. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm starting fights. Oh, you said something about your mama, man. Well, uh, that's amazing. So how'd you end up? In, how'd you end up uh, uh, at B Team? What, what what happened? Like uh, uh, training, like. Like, uh, actually, what made you come so, out here? So, so, uh, Hassan, uh, I looked him up. Um, actually, I, I seen one of his videos on Instagram and he had submitted a uh, cyborg. Yeah, um, yeah, the armbar. That shit went viral, yeah, right? Hassan you know, got that and shit, then yeah. I seen that he was from Detroit, so I trained out in Michigan. Oh, okay. The best work. I'm always okay, for okay, the best good, work. good. So I, I just DM'd, uh, DM'd him, whatever, talked to him. He was like, uh, hey, bro, yeah, we also, uh, we should link up. And I found out that he was about to be in Austin as well, that I was mm-hmm. going to be in Austin. And then I met him at uh, Planet, uh, 10 Planet. 10 Planet, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, where yeah. I met you too. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, you guys went to an open mat or something? Yep. Yeah, open mat. Oh, yep, yep. okay, Linked okay. Up. Well, they whooped my ass. Yup, yup, yup. 
<laughs> but hey, like I said, that right there just shows me and, and, like I got things to work on. I got things to improve on, you know. So so I'm always privileged to be humbled, always you know, learning. by anybody. I say thank mm-hmm. you, you know. Um, but yeah, that's how we linked up, man, and just stay locked in with him. And then when I found out he had moved out here, you know, I was already out coming out here again. I hit him up again, was like, Hey, let me link up with y'all. You know what I'm saying? When I'm out there, he said, Yeah, come through. So nice. yeah. And cardio is really exceptional, honestly, because you, you, you know, most people like we we do like ten minute rounds. Even good wrestlers, good. even good. even yeah. even good wrestlers though, they'll get gassed, I feel like. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, well, I'm used to the work in jiu-jitsu, right? You know, because that's one thing. If you don't have an understanding of what you're doing, which even if you are a good wrestler, you know, if you don't really have an idea of what jiu-jitsu is and it's, like, just your first time, you're going to get tired just because you don't have the knowledge, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm glad I at least have a decent understanding of jiu-jitsu, and that's probably why I can still work pretty decently, you know, mm-hmm. within that. But, yeah, yeah, you got to be in decent shape with y'all. I ain't going to lie. Ten minute rounds, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad y'all kind of turned it down a little bit. I'm like, eight minutes, all right, that's cool, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, why, did, why did we turn it down? Oh, well, that's because of the SEALs. Oh, yeah, they, okay. We got some Navy SEALs training with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ten minutes, yeah, yeah, I don't know. yeah. Yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I love just being out here in Austin, man, training with the whole team. And uh, it feel like everybody good work. Like, yeah. it ain't not one person that you like, all right, decent yeah. right here. Like, nah, <laughs> but like, everybody good work, you yeah. know, and that's the way to have it, you know. So if I can ask y'all a question, you know what I mean? Like, so how, how did the whole team come about? Yeah, whole team. So pretty much uh, you've, heard, you've heard of the Dan Hurt Death Squad, DDS. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was a team back in the day, and um, – you know, about three years ago, we we went our separate ways. We separated from DDS and started B Team. And honestly, I feel like um, you know, it started because of COVID. Mm-hmm. We had issues in training in New York. Like it was so bad that our coach was going. <coughs> our coach was headed to open the gym for us so we could train. And the cops like they like uh, intercepted him and they're like, oh, you can't. You can't open the gym, can't train today. Mm-hmm. So it was at that extent that we had to like you know, sneak. We had to sneak into the yeah, gym. Yeah, that was crazy. And uh, you know that was a realization for us that we had to you know get moving so we can like keep training. So we moved to Puerto Rico, and we were there for moved to Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, dedication. Yeah, <laughs> we had a little spot out there. We trained out there for like eight months, almost yeah. a year, yeah. and then decided to open up shop in uh, in Austin, Texas, and we like it here. I mean, it's hot right now. It's yeah, real yeah, hot. It's gonna keep but getting hot, you know. Yeah. Like this, this, it went, I love uncomfortable environments. Definitely like Michigan. Like it get cold. It gets stupid cold. Uh, you yeah, know? fuck the cold. Though. But uh, a lot of so a lot of guys like to train comfortable though. You know, you like it. Yeah, makes so, you strong. Yeah, you make you real strong. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of guys they like to train comfortable, and I'm just not with it. Like I want to be in the like most harsh environments that I could be in. Mm-hmm. So like I said, make that cage as comfortable as possible. You know, mm-hmm. so if I can train in certain environments, you know, even if it's outside in the heat. Right, let's get it. You know, when you're training, uh, specifically specifically for a fight, and you say you got uh, three five minute rounds, are you going to do the exact time? Like, are you going to do three five minute rounds with a break in between, or are you going to do like you know five five? Minute uh, yeah, rounds? yeah. So, so we always like I said, we train like we training for a belt Champ- for a so championship. The only time fight, I yeah. do fifteen minute work workouts is in that cage. Uh, okay, you know? okay, so, yeah. So we 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 pressing for hours, bro. Really, Rest yeah. For hours, you know. Yeah. So that's why my condition is so good, you know. Very nice. Uh, because at the end of the day, it's just like that. Not saying I'm scared or whatever, but you know, you got them stresses, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what fatigues you a lot of times. So when you fighting, you actually fighting at a whole different pace from when you hitting the mitt. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so Anxi- anxiety can anxiety, gas people whatever. out. So yeah. it's still, you know, adrenaline. Adrenaline, yep, yep. That, that's that rush, you yep. know, because my my eyes go laser focus, you know, on yeah. somebody, and uh, that's where you get that 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 high intensity from your heart rate beating so fast, and that's that's what'll wear a lot of guys out. So you gotta train for that as best as possible, and the only way you can train for that is by making pushing that heart. Yep. A lot of people don't like to push their heart like that, bro. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's not fun. There's a quote Jordan, Jordan Burrow said recently. He's like, uh, "You, the only way to create more energy is by expending more energy. Yeah. So yeah. I definitely yeah, agree with yeah. that. Yeah. Run that thing dry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, where the, where the name come from? B-Team. Why oh, y'all yeah. pick B-Team? Like, yeah. Like, cause like you know, you, I don't know if y'all seen the show. A-Team? A-Team. Yeah. 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 That was yeah. inspired right there. So why, why B-Team? Why, why B-Team? Yeah. It's honestly because... Uh, it, because our, our business partner Craig Jones is known for taking second in all of the world's biggest tournaments. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. So y'all, because that's what I would think about yeah. initially, but y'all really picked it because of that. Yeah, that's Craig. Oh, it, 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 <laughs> Craig, Craig was pitching B team to us. I sent him a couple other uh, suggestions. What, what did you suggest? <laughs> I suggest like. Uh, American submission grappling or uh, some, some something normal, you know, <laughs> something normal. But he was like, he was like, no, no, it'll it'll sell, it'll be catchy. I'm like, all right. It actually do like B ten. It, it rolls. It's memorable, B-ting, you know. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, but I was just wondering why, like, why that? Because like I said, I would go with eighteen. Yeah, you yeah. know, but B ten, like, yeah. you know, like, especially if you want to be the best, like, you know, I definitely so, yeah, want to be the, the best. The, like, because yeah. uh, that's what me and uh, because Sam didn't even know. Like, he's like, I don't even know. Why <laughs> <laughs> when I asked him, I was like, it must be like for a better team or the best team. That's, yeah, that's what I think. Nicky like it's beast for best. He's the best. So you can swing it that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it hurt my feelings a little bit. Hurt my ego a little bit, be calling it a B team, but every time I get that that check from the merch or whatever, I'm like, all right, we go, we go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now nah, that's nice though, man. So, 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 who all affiliated with the B team? Then when, I'm talking about when it comes to the business. I'm just yeah. Kidding. So who's in, who owns the business is uh me, Craig Jones, Nikki Ryan, Ethan Krellstein, and we have a business partner as well. Nice, nice. Yeah. Nice. So it, which is which is nice because we're not one of us are stuck is stuck training or teaching every single day. Yeah. So yeah. we still have time to be professional athletes and yeah. become the best version of ourselves yeah. you know i still feel like some people get stuck or they open a gym and they have to you have to teach every day yeah. and you know in this sport in most sports you got to be a little bit selfish so yeah. that's not an option you already know but that's the thing i like about y'all though because i never really felt like it was a coaching element it yeah. was just everybody just holding each other accountable yeah. and that's why i feel like it should be definitely when you yeah. get to that level now if you're a white belt you're getting brand new you need coaching yeah you need instruction but eventually you know what you like to do you know what you need to work on you know what your weaknesses are you know mm-hmm. what your strengths are so it's just having people around you just to keep you you know what i'm saying ready and stable so i like the actual style that y'all got down here i Thank don't you. Really see a lot of gyms doing it we appreciate yeah, it yeah, yeah we try we try to keep it nice light and fun like uh there's always technique going on in class, but in addition, we learn a lot from our peers. Like you're having conversation yeah, on the side of the mat. Yeah, that's yeah. where a lot of stuff gets done, yeah, you know. Exactly. So you know, the talking for an hour before and after and after class is like, you know, it's a it's a way to level up, and you know, it helps everybody around us. Yeah, yeah. So going back to like studying, right? A lot of fighters don't do that. Yeah. A lot of fighters they rely on somebody, one person. Whether, so you said Danaher, right? That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Just waiting on Danaher, like, hey, what we doing today? Yeah. What we working on? It shouldn't be like that, right? Yeah. You have like things already on your mind, what you want to work on mm-hmm. to help develop your game. Because like you said, it's a selfish thing. Mm-hmm. So we might be working uh, headlocks or working like you know sprawls, but like, hey, I'm already good. Like, yeah, I can still work it, but it's yeah. this I want to actually focus on today. 
yeah. you know, because I feel like I'm really struggling in this position. So I feel like guys got to work like that a little bit more to actually help develop the actual skill sets in their game, you know. Yeah, I definitely agree. Opinion. I feel as if it makes us be a little bit more uh, not only accountable, but, but uh, self-reflect. Like, we have to look at ourselves and be like, all right, if I was to beat myself, how, yeah. how would I do that? Yeah. You, pick, you pick apart your game like that, and that's how you, you know, you yeah. build a... Be real with yourself. A yep. lot of guys yeah. don't like to be honest with themselves, yeah. you know, and that's, and that's the sad part, but that's the only way that you're going to be able to get better if you truly honest with yourself and the things that you want to work on. Yeah. Because the reason why guys don't either step in the boxing ring or they don't step on a mat in jiu-jitsu, they only work with a certain guys is because they don't want to get embarrassed and they don't want to be uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, but the only only way to get better is to do those two things right there. Got to be you uncomfortable know, so constantly, be constantly, man, constantly. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. you know, I, I do think it actually like uh, the culture that we have here. It also allows us. So, like, you got EBI, so you're you, you're doing EBI rounds. It's like I got a submission only only uh, match, so I can do like my thing. Somebody else might have a points tournament or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's like everyone can kind of do their own thing and what they want to work on and what they want to drill or what they want to uh, uh, you know how they want their rounds to go. Yeah. Versus like maybe if there's just one guy, it's just like. We're all doing this right. today, yeah. so I do. I do. I do think it. Uh, no, y'all got the right. Yeah. Y'all got the right element. The only. The only people it wouldn't work for is people that's lazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. People that don't want to work or people that don't want to learn. Like they couldn't do no. Because like if you hold yourself accountable, you don't need to rely on anybody to do that for you. You know. So if you don't already have a discipline like that, then I wouldn't say it would be the best. Because you need somebody. Obviously, whoever that might be, you need that instruction. You need somebody to tell you what to do, which is sad. But regardless, it's not a lot of things like this that will actually work for other people because they're not disciplined enough to do it themselves. You know. You know, you know what? What do you guys think? Actually, I, I guess like so. Actually, my I was talking to my Muay Thai coach one time, and he was like, you know, what did what did uh. uh Specifically talking about John, like uh, John Danner, what mm. did he do to to get us all in the mask? Because we were like training every day, you know, mul multiple sessions. And I was like, I don't actually remember if he said anything about training every day. And like even now, it's like nobody's saying to train every day. What do you think that? I don't you think, think he told like us to train every day. I just thought that I just think I just think that we realized this this older man is here. He's gonna be on the mat today. <laughs> like yeah, you know, he's, we gotta he, go. He's, he's gonna be there. So we're like, all right, we're gonna go too. You uh, know, like it mm -hmm. was it was never a time where he was like, oh, you have to train every day you have to do every single round so it's just like but you, you know, even now we were in competition with each other really because like if you come to practice and you sit off the mat i'm gonna ask you why and if it's a bullshit reason i'm gonna let like, you are know you a pussy right. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we definitely hold each other accountable i think that's a, a very valuable when in our gym fucking, when i'm like oh i'm just gonna hold it hold this back now you're like yeah that's a fucking pussy thing and i'm <laughs> yeah. like is it fuck man <laughs> shit <laughs> fuck fuck <laughs> if I, oh so shit funny. yeah yeah but no i mean you you need that type of environment man to keep you for real on your on your game you know because like you know we all had we all had those moments where we just don't want to bullshit you know mm -hmm. but like if you got somebody like hey man we're gonna get these hard rounds our ego you know how yeah, it is yeah, yeah. we're gonna get to it you know yeah, but yeah. that's a good thing though because it's always keeping us competitive no, it's, it's always culture. keeping you sharp you know? i think competition actually that that makes us better because like we're all trying to be like like i said oh, there ain't no easy rounds in that boy yeah, no yeah, no yeah so yeah y'all doing the right thing man mm -hmm. yeah 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 so I feel like a lot of guys need to be learning from y'all. Just the way y'all setting up the business side. Mm -hmm. We all talented around the world. There's a lot of talented folks around the world, you know. But I feel like one thing as all martial artists, whether you, no matter what discipline you're from, whether that's wrestling, jiu-jitsu, MMA, kickboxing, no matter what I'm talking about, we ain't got the business down yet, mm -hmm. you know. And I feel like a lot of guys, 
you know, besides just being one of the best in the world, you also want to figure out how can you amplify that by being, you know, a great businessman and helping other, helping other athletes, you know what I mean, come up, you know. B-Team might eventually start sponsoring, you know, yeah, the yeah. jiu-jitsu guys, whatever, know. you know. So, you know, it's just those type of elements I like to see a lot, man. So keep doing what y'all are doing, well, bro. Thank, thank yeah, you very much. Yeah. yeah, I think we we understand the value of, you know, things like social media. And we see other guys like YouTubers and stuff with their own brands and, like, you know, they're making money and not being not having uh, just one specific income and I think that's uh, you know something like that's valuable being yeah. an entrepreneur definitely is is uh, you know something that takes some time to learn but yeah, we're figuring yeah, out yeah, a little by yeah, little yeah. it's worth it though eh? yeah, yeah I think <laughs> so, it's yeah. worth it you know so my, my thing is that's my next move too as well you know and I need a team, and I got that now, and I, I built that with the people back home that I had, you know. And uh, in July, I'm about to be uh, shooting out my own stuff, so I have my own podcast and everything nice, like that. But nice, that's, good, the, good. that's the next move, and that's what I feel like a lot of fighters need. But the only thing <laughs> is, though, is just when you rely on one thing, unfortunately, you know, it puts you in a position where you depend on somebody else, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't want to be dependent on the UFC to get yep. my checks yep. because yep. I, that means I'm waiting on them you to make get a meal. Multiple streams, guys. Yep. You know, yeah, so yeah, that's why streams. I respect Sean O'Malley. He does that too. Uh, who, who, who he's else? probably uh, one of the best, be, one of the best ways. Yeah. Yeah. He got yeah. YouTube, yeah. podcast, uh, Izzy, Twitch, Izzy, 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 Volk, yeah. Volk too. Yeah, Volk even said well. Nudo's doing he got it. A cook, he got a cooking show, <laughs> right? Yeah, we <laughs> going down. Yeah, so yeah. It's like stuff like that. When, because be honest with you, we when you a high level fighter like that, you know, you ain't got shit else going on. So why not collect your life on content? And because mm-hmm. people want to see what we do, people want to know who we are. So why not put that behind the camera and make some money by mm-hmm. while you're doing it? Yep. You know, so if I you're see- collecting your own followers, I mean, every time you fight, it's just gonna be more valuable, more valuable. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. So yeah, that's a hundred. Now, so uh, the thing is, is like competitive fighting has like once you're in the UFC, right? It's like averages around ten years, and then like you, you can go longer than that, but it's like. Eventually, that professional fighting stopped. What, what do you you have? Do you plan for after that yet? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah, man. You what got do you to, think? You got to plan for the. Uh, what, what does life look like for you after business? After, in, in the business yeah, of, yeah. of fighting, man. So I, I really want to get behind the media, you know. So just okay, like what we doing goal, right yeah, here, yeah. the podcast, and mm-hmm. you know, I really want to talk to uh, athletes, man, and just really pick their brain on what the game is because uh, unfortunately, you know, every every business is a predatory business, but UFC do it. They the thugs. Wow, USC is the yeah. thug, thugs, you know, <laughs> because at the end of the day, we not seeing the shirt that we need to be seeing. You know, that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care who get mad at it. It's just the yep. truth. And yeah, we all signed that contract. You know, I know what I signed when I signed it, but who else was I going to sign to? Yeah, Let's yeah. keep it 100. Let's keep it a buck, right? So my thing is, it's just understanding your value as a fighter. You're more likely going to sign, you know, a different type of paper. But unfortunately, every fighter will, is willing to sign whatever contract with the UFC because they just want to be in the UFC. No, they're not thinking about the. I business. got a question for you now because this this is something that like, just when I think about, it, it's like I don't even know if like like what is the best decision. So say like you got Bellator, you got PFL, you got UFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. what if those what if PFL Bellator is paying they're paying better, yeah, yeah, paying yeah. more. Is it still worth it to try to go to the UFC because of the platform? It's like yeah, what yeah, is yeah, that's true. You no, know, it's crazy. But we, like, like I said though, but if you're using it for that, then but a lot of guys don't even use the platform. They don't mm-hmm. even amplify mm-hmm. it as much as they can. So it's not because of that, right? They stupid. Okay, it's okay, okay, we just gonna keep it a hundred. Like, <laughs> like anybody, and it's, I was there too though. Don't get it. I, okay, I was there okay. too. I only wanted to be a USC fighter at the time. Type mm-hmm. stuff. Like when the USC can't call them, like, whatever they go, got, let's go. whatever they offering, I'm taking it. Yeah, I yeah. Not even thinking. Mm-hmm. Right, so regardless of all that, though, you know what I'm saying. A lot of guys only want to be in the UFC because it's the UFC. UFC. That's it. That's only 
No other reason. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So my biggest thing is once you learn the business, you realize it don't matter. Mm -hmm. One, PFL, Bellator, USC, as long as you making money, you should be good. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, we prize fighters. So it don't mm -hmm. matter what show I'm on, you know. And trust me, I love being with the USC. And only the perception of being a USC champion makes me the best in the world. But I, I feel like in my heart and heart, some of the UFC champions ain't the best in the world. You know, I ain't going to get no names. I ain't going to put nobody out there. But I feel like certain parts in certain promotions, I feel like those champs will be Dude, the you get, champs. You get some champs in, in Bellator. You get some champs in, in you one. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it would be a different Fuck, story, you know. Man. But I, I feel like there's no promotion in the world that's better than any other promotion. Don't ever yeah, get they're, they're all The it, champs are champs. Like, like they're all. They're all exactly, right? Fuck, man. So think about it if it was more like boxing. You see how boxers can go to whatever promotion they want to, whoever mm -hmm. gets a better deal of contract. I feel like it should still be the same in MMA, you know, where we can be able to fight in the UFC, we can be able to fight in the one, we can be able to fight in PFL, mm -hmm. and just move how we want to. Yeah. But the thing, that's not good for business. Business, you yeah, know? yeah. Because you want to control them contracts. You know, I know a little something. I boy, y'all got a good following. Y'all get good numbers. We get there. <laughs> we get there. I'm spinning some game. I should be spinning, but but for real though, it's just the truth. Like, like it's a numbers game, you know. And a lot of these fighters don't even think about the numbers, bro. And like you know, these promotions, bro, they be raking up some cake. And especially the USC being a billion dollar business revenue mm -hmm. annually, a billion dollars. That's profit, baby. That's impressive. You know, oh, very impressive. But it's very impressive because you ain't paying nobody. That's crazy too. It's like you you hear about uh, what, what's your thought on that? If you're allowed to talk about that, wait, like, wait, wait. Like, yeah, like we can talk about whatever. Now. Percentage, <laughs> yeah, percentage of fighter pay. Apparently, I saw something like like where NFL, NBA, you know, they pay around like fifty percent of revenue goes to. Don't athletes. nobody know. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, don't know. We don't know. Everybody say we get twenty percent. I don't even believe that shit. You, you think like, it's higher? Overall, it's like, no, oh, you think it's less? You think it's less? I think it's less, but don't oh, nobody well. know. Yeah, there yeah. ain't no actual number that we can actually see because that's what they do, and that's and hold on. I love the UFC for that. Yeah. I love the thug mentality. Okay, okay. Look, if I could do the same thing, I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> Run a checkup on you. Hear me? But regardless, though, it's just like the UFC has created a platform that is so massive and it's so big that it can't be stopped can't, because yeah. it's, they've been, they, they, it's preparation, right? When Dana White seen the opportunity to buy the UFC, which is great because it wasn't his idea, first off, right? It was another guy, I think David Arts or something, whatever. Uh, but he was the oldest older dude that, that started the USC back in like 1990, you know, something like that, if not a little early, where it was straight goofy stuff, right? Mm -hmm. You had sumo 400-pound dudes fighting somebody else, 130, One, karate yeah, guy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, like, shit was just... Simple, man. But Dana White did have the business element for it, right? Mm -hmm. Because they weren't doing well as a business. They weren't able to sell pay-per-views. They weren't able to make no money off of it. It was just a dude that enjoyed martial arts and wanted to see what was the best combative sport to get put together. But Dana, he used to be a boxing dude, right? He used to really be behind the uh, boxing doors and stuff and just looking at how the business ran. And he was like, it's one thing that the business of boxing is doing wrong. They promoting the fighters. Promote the promotion. Because uh, a lot of boxing promotions would die out. They'd make one big-ass yeah, card, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Make all this money and then just disappear, right? So he was like, how can I keep my promotion alive if I was to ever get one? He's like, I'm going to promote my promotion, promotion more than I promote these the fighters. fighters. And it's great because a lot of guys or a That's lot of smart. people don't say, hey, you do MMA. They say what? You do that UFC, UFC stuff? Yeah, yeah you do UFC stuff. Yeah, even, you know? even what you did, like, oh, you do UFC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think you do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they done a great job of just, and, and like I said, they the greatest promotion on the planet. Don't ever get it twisted, you know? Mm -hmm. But my thing is, guys don't learn about the business. Mm -hmm. And if you learn about the business, you realize 
how you not a part of it. Essentially, you the biggest part of it, but you ain't getting the the good share of it. Mm-hmm. You 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 feel us some type of way, you know. But a lot of guys they don't care about that. They just want to be a world champion, you know what I'm saying? And just live their best life. That's mm-hmm. it, you know. Me, I got bigger goals than that. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. But uh, you guys want to uh, call it up? Yeah, yeah was good. All right, guys. Thanks for watching the Simple Man Podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm Damian Anderson. Mickey Rod. J-Rod. And then, uh, you already know why can't you do Buckley, man. Check in with me. So real quick, uh, do you have anything coming up? Yeah, that yeah, You want to yeah. shout out maybe? So so regardless if I, I don't have one coming up, we trying to fight August 19th in Boston. Nice. You know, uh, but if we don't fight, we still going to be out there. It's going to be a, a massive card. You know, you got uh, Aljamain Sterling versus uh, Sean O'Malley, you right. know, headlining that. And then there's a fighter out there that I really want to bang with. And hopefully he wins, uh, Ian Gary versus Jeff Neal. So, I, actually, I fight the winner who, of it. Who do you want to fight? The winner of it. Don't matter. Okay. You know, Ian, Ian Gary is the good name, though. Yeah, yeah. Ian Gary is the best name. You know, Conor McGregor 2.0. So, oh. it would be good to, you know, take that, <laughs> take that, you know. So, but regardless, though, my thing is I'm always trying to fight the best of the best. So, if Ian, Ian Gary lose, he ain't the best of the best. So, I want that Jeff Neal fight. Nice. You know, so yep, yep. August nineteenth, y'all, y'all gonna see me. Bet, period. Bet. All right, guys, thanks for watching. You've been simplified. Dope, dope. Hey man, appreciate y'all, Sick. man. Yeah, for thanks for coming me. on. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.